Hello and welcome everyone. My name is Anurag Chauhan. In conversation with me is a very interesting personality today. She is a former radio jockey, digital influencer, TV host, entrepreneur and a best-selling author. Yes, we are talking about Malini Agarwal, popularly known as Miss Malini. Hi, what's up? How are you? <laughs> All good. Great to talk to you. How's it going? So we have been in this situation like never before. How was the lockdown for you? It's not been bad actually. I mean, it took a little while to get used to it. Um and I'm a very social person, so first I thought uh, I'm not going to be able to handle it. But I'm actually quite happy you sort of stripping your life down to the things that matter. I'm getting to do a lot more writing. Work is still quite hectic actually. I quite like it and you know, I live now in more of my little bubble. We got a puppy, so whenever you add someone to your family, it's always a unforgettable moment. Well, yeah, it was a lot of fun to start with. I mean, obviously everyone's, you know, taking care of the house together, but I'm very lucky because my husband and brother-in-law are top chefs. So I kept saying that if they had not been here, I would have probably starved to death. Um and aside from that, yeah, I tried my hand at making some cakes, some DIY DIY boxes of food. So I did start I started doing yoga, I started doing bar with 57 physique. Yeah, it was just something that I've always wanted to do and I guess we finally found the time to do things that you never used to make the time to do so i'm quite happy with that now malini you have been doing everything you have been a radio jockey you have been a tv host you are a digital influencer and your work pretty much revolves around bollywood so as a kid did you ever think that you will be doing what you're doing or you planned something else for yourself what was in your mind when you were a kid I mean I grew up loving Bollywood as a kid but I never thought I'd pursue a career in it also because there was no concept of blogging or social media influencers when I was growing up there was no Facebook or Twitter or social media in general but I dabbled with the idea of being a lawyer because my big sister was a lawyer I thought about you know getting into psychology and I guess over time little things happened when I went to college I studied English literature I was thought I'd write and then there I got picked up by a a choreographer to be part of a dance troupe and then i started hosting events so then that kind of got me into the whole media industry and then when i moved to bombay i of course joined radio for 9 years and blogging became my marriage is what i always say so it wasn't really a plan but it all looking back makes sense that all the things that i did kind of led me to this place no idea man i've always just started the blog as a hobby as something i did on the side i really again had no idea it would become something big and most people go from television to digital they start there we did it in reverse and i remember when i first come to bombay i actually wanted to be a vj because that was the cool career when i was growing up and then years later viacom actually gave me my own show this finally's world was on tlc but then we had inside access on vh1 so it felt amazing it felt like wow we you know definitely done something that has made an impact or related to people that we're getting a whole show it felt amazing so tell me about your blog you started your blog many years ago and today it's huge everyone wants to go to your blog to find out about bollywood did you ever think it's going to become this big So I used to write a so when I was doing my radio show at Radio 1 I also did a column called Malini's Mumbai it was just a column in the paper and I used to write about things that were happening in Bombay parties and events and all of that and I remember I was in Dubai in May 2008 and a friend of mine Karan Wadera uh mm-hmm. was talking to him about how you know I I submit these long articles but because of the space constraint they always chop it down and I mm-hmm. find it very frustrating so he said why don't you start a blog And I literally said what's a blog and he said it's like this online diary 
And I said, but who reads it? And he said, mm-hmm. don't worry about that. And the next day he made me a WordPress account. And I still remember the 5th of May, 2008, I wrote my first blog. I got to some event and I wrote about that. And I loved the energy and the vibe of it so much. It was my own space and it was kind of my own kingdom. I could do what I want. And because it didn't exist as an industry, it was just sort of, you know, play by ear. And I wasn't looking at it as a business. So I had a lot of fun doing it. And I did it as a side thing along with my multiple jobs. I was digital content head at Channel V. I was doing my radio show. I was still writing my column. And I just really, really loved it. And that's kind of how it came about. It was almost, you know, serendipity by accident. I was using Twitter for, you know, song requests. Mm. And that's mm. kind of how I got the first mm. celebrities to be on Twitter. Imran Khan tweeted me and I said, come host the show with me. So all mm. these social medias played a big role in my life as well. Malini, today you are influential. Today you have your resources. Today you have people working for you. But when you started writing your blog, when you started Miss Malini, at that point of time, how did you manage to gather the information or the gossip or anything about about these Bollywood celebrities? So the start days was because I was already writing my column in, in midday. So I was getting access to a lot of events and talking to people about things that they're doing. And it was more the page three circuit. But then over time, when you start, like you hire photographers who always know which celebrities are arriving at the airport, they get some information. A lot of people give you tip offs. Obviously, I can't tell you all the details of that. And because of social media, you know, I was also in touch with the celebrities who had started using social media. So I connect with them. And the great thing about the blog is that you can update it immediately. You don't have to wait till the next day's newspaper or the month later's magazine. That was kind of the USP that it was right now. And most, uh, you know, media companies cover information about celebrities or events in a much more, you know, journalistic way. And it was the same thing that I'd learned on radio, that even though you're broadcasting to millions of people, you're having a very personal equation with each individual person who's listening. They are mm-hmm. thinking of you and picturing you in a certain way in the third theater of the mind. And that's mm-hmm. what I wanted to create with the blog. So I kind of took that same tone of voice to the blog. So you are a part of Bollywood. You mingle around with celebrities, you hang out with them. But is there anyone who makes you feel starstruck even today? I think the one big one is Amir Khan because I've met him, but I've never interviewed him. And I remember when I first met him, Amir Khan, and the first time I met him, I uh, told him, you know, I, I've been in love with you since I was nine years old. I used to have a slam book where I'd cut out all these pictures of him. And mm. I, you know, I wish I'd kept it to show him. And I realized I must have made him feel so old when I said that. I was at a screening one day and I tripped on someone and I turned around and it was him. Say, I was so like starstruck and I remember I should have just said so many things, but I kind of said, oh, sorry, excuse me and walk away. I would love to meet him and chat with him because I really admire his work. Uh, and it's just been, yeah, I, I really love that. I've grown up with a lot of the people who are in the industry now. So we've sort of seen each other's journeys. Tell me, who is that one person whom you enjoy talking to, interviewing that person all the time you've done that before? Ranveer Singh. You spend so much time laughing. You don't even know how much is the interview, how much just a chat. Now, there's one problem that almost anyone on internet faces, which is trolls. These people who are sitting behind computers just give their opinions uh, right, left and center. They're often rude. They're often very vulgar. How do you deal with these trolls, Malini? So I think that there's two things to it. And this is something my therapist told me that she said that, you know, you have to approach the world with a shield of empathy and kindness. And very often it's not even for other people, it's for yourself. Because if you realize that someone lashing out at you or trolling you has very little to do with you, it's them going through their own little chaos and, you know, torment. Um, yeah. So I try to, you know, if it's someone, you know, I used to ignore it, but now I address it. So if someone's giving you genuine feedback, 
um, then you reply and very often they'll be so happy that you witness them and reply to them that they immediately turn from troll to fan or mm. you kill them with kindness and you know you say you hate me but you've come here you left a comment so you've improved my engagement so thanks for that and now we've also actually started a, a campaign called ignore no more online to address uh, trolling and I think it's very important to do that because I think ignoring it is not the solution so I think I've always thought about it and, you know, I've always felt like, but we can't do anything. What do you do? And it's very frustrating. And then we'd be doing all these Instagram lives during the pandemic and you can see all the comments in front of your face. And we're like, you know, why do people feel they can get away with this? And very often they do it from real accounts now. They're not even afraid. And so mm. I actually came across Tina Singh, who's an actress, who would always report, like she would call these guys out on her social media. And then she was talking about a guy called Shubham Cybercop, who's an ethical hacker. And I thought mm. it was fascinating that she had gotten in touch with this ethical hacker who found the guy who was trolling her, called him mm. out and he actually apologized. And I thought that's amazing, even though it wasn't a troll apologizing to me. I felt so good that somebody got an apology. So I got mm. in touch with her and we you know, started this movement called Ignore No More Online, which you can check out as an Instagram handle. And we basically now tell people the things that you need to know a lot of people don't know that there are laws against this you know you can file a complaint and they could go to jail you don't learn anything about behavior online and we assumed that we would behave online correctly like you do in real life but that didn't happen because there's this screen you can hide behind yeah i'm actually writing my second book on this so i felt like we need to educate people we need to uh create accountability so people know that there is something. So, you know, that fear of having someone come and call you out or getting caught by the cyber police will prevent people from behaving a certain way. And then the third leg of this is trying to create online gender sensitization at a school, primary school level. And what's your thought behind Malini's Girl Tribe? We are all listening about it. We're all reading and we're all seeing what Malini's Girl Tribe is. But what was the idea behind it? I love trying out new things. So when Facebook launched Facebook groups, I decided to start a group and I was like, what should it be about? Bollywood or fashion or beauty? And then, you know, it just had been Women's Day around that time. And I'm like, why don't I start a group called Girl Tribe? I just added a hundred of the girls I know to talk mm. about anything we want in a safe space where you're not going to get trolled by guys. And, you know, guys also get trolled. And, and you know, there's a lot of good guys out there who support positive mm. masculinity. But unfortunately, the number of guys who are creepy online prevents women from being comfortable online. And even, you know, girls also end up trolling other girls. So we wanted to create a safe space. And now there's 51,000 women. And the amazing thing about Girl Tribe is that there is empathy and kindness and positivity. So if someone says something, they'll always get support. And what happens online is, see, we all came online thinking, wow, I'll create a social media account. Now I'll be in touch with 3 billion people and I'll never be lonely again. But what happened is people came online and nobody witnessed them. Nobody commented, nobody liked they only commented and followed influencers and celebrities. So you felt even more lonely. You know, the great thing in Girl Tribe is everybody is the hero. Every mm. post gets, you know, hundreds of comments. You can even post anonymously. And the, the thing is, I feel that mm. women's issues are not just empowerment and sexual harassment. There's so many things. Work, life, relationships, travel, food, mental health. So this is a group that talks about all these things. And there's no judgment. There's age groups from 18 to 80. It's fascinating. And I think women can be so supportive of each other. You know, this whole uh, belief that women only tear each other down is, is not true. There's so much love between women and women are so quick to become friends as well. And that's really what's cre been created here. And especially now, if the world in the pandemic, you can't even go out and meet people. 
Being a woman, you've dealt with a lot of criticism, Malini. Would you like to tell our listeners as to how it feels to be on the other side? And if you have experiences or some instances that you'd like to share, please go ahead. I don't really feel I faced a lot of criticism for being a woman. I think that if people have criticized me, it might have been over a story now and again on social media. I've actually had a very good experience. I feel like being a woman has worked to my advantage in, you know, the film world where people are less intimidated and, you're, you know, they let you stand in front when you're doing the interview. Malini, do you have recommendations for people uh, who want to become influencers or who are trying to become influencers and there are already so many of them all over the internet? Do you have some suggestions or tips for them? Sure. I think that the main thing is to don't start a blog or social media to become rich and famous. That will all follow. Think about what you really want to write about. What are you passionate about? Because you're doing this as a creative outlet. And it's very important that you be yourself. People really resonate with creators who are authentic. So you don't need to copy anyone else. You don't need to, you know, what happens is we go online and we put on a whole other persona. The ones who are really successful, look at Kusha Kapila, mostly sane. They are unabashedly themselves. And that's what people love about them. They talk about days when they don't feel good. They don't always wear makeup. So be who you are, you know, and I think it's really important to be authentic. And that's my biggest advice. And of course, all the technical stuff, make sure you follow up with the new releases and apps, make sure you hashtag correctly, you write your content well on YouTube, follow a posting schedule of Tuesdays and Fridays or whatever, you know, be regular, all of those things you can learn, you know, but I think the most important thing is to really be authentic in what you're putting out there. Malini, tell me, how do you tackle fake news? Because that is something that we're all fed up with. WhatsApp is full of fake news. How do you deal with it? So, I mean, I try to stay away from reading too much fake news. We have taken a call very early on not to publish fake news. So we have a very simple rule. We'll never write anything we can't say to somebody's face. And if you think about that, even as somebody who comments on posts or responds to people, if you apply that filter, you yourself will see how differently you behave. Malini, a few years ago, you wrote a book, To the Moon, How I Blocked My Way to Bollywood. It was published by HarperCollins. How was the response to the book? And what made you write a book? So I was really thrilled with the response to To the Moon, How I Blogged My Way to Bollywood, because I've always wanted to write a book. I feel everybody has a book in them, and I didn't know what it should be about. And then I realized that I just wanted to document my journey, and my story isn't really about Bollywood, even though that's what the book is called. There might be some fun Bollywood anecdotes in it, but I think this is really the story of someone who came to Bombay with a dream to live a life less ordinary. And, you know, I'm living proof that if you have a lot of passion and hard work, you can become whoever you want to become, even if you don't have a lot of money or godfathers or connections. And if I can do it, anyone can. And that's really why I wanted to write this book, to inspire young women. Uh, and then the second half of this book is kind of a guidebook on how to build a brand, because I really wanted to give back to the blogging community um, and an industry that has given me. Are you fond of reading? Well, I want to know if you have read any book during this lockdown. If you have recommendations for people who love reading, what should they be reading at this point of time? I absolutely love reading and rereading my favorite books. A couple of books that I gravitated towards during the lockdown were, of course, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which I just love. Um, Still Life with Woodpecker, which I think is, is a really sweet, cheeky love story set inside a packet of cigarettes. Um, and it sort of reimagines what uh, the whole princess and, you know, 
savior dynamic should be. And I think that Tom Robbins has a great twist of phrase. The Celestine Prophecy, which has really been a book that, you know, has been very spiritual and a guide for me through my entire life and has really given me perspective. And um, I feel that there's so much you can gain from just diving into a book and spending some time reflecting and you know, books are magic. They are the theater of the mind more than... That's why the book will always be better than the movie because your imagination conjures up scenes that nobody else could really um, fit perfectly for you. And the other book that I absolutely love is called The Princess Remembers by Gayatri Devi. And it is her true account, her life as um, a, a princess in India and just the grandeur of it all and, and her human perspective of what she went through. So there's an endless number of books that I can recommend, but I would definitely start with well, thank you so much, Malini, for being a part of Virtual Literature Festival. It was great talking to you and listening to your beautiful stories. I hope you carry on doing what you're doing because we love what you do. 